Taking care of your teeth is one of the most important things you can do to prep your health for the future. I feel this is an important topic from personal experience. I hope you really dig into this one. Hey, this is episode 773 of the Ready Your Future podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you prepare for a better future. It's all about loving your people, getting prepared, and living free. I'm Todd Sepulveda, a regular guy living in the suburbs who understands the need to be better prepared for the future. Hey, are you looking to up your preparedness knowledge in 2023? Don't spend time bouncing around the internet for the best preparedness content. Instead, sign up for the top preparedness articles and get them right in your email. For $5 a month, you can get the top preparedness articles from around the internet sent to your email weekly. You can choose to read them or drop them in the Pocket app and have them read to you as you go about your day. The Buy Me a Coffee link to the top preparedness articles is in the show notes. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode. Before we jump into the article, I just wanted to kind of touch on a little house in the big woods. I've been doing that for a little while here, if you've been following the podcast for any amount of time. And uh, this chapter in Little House in the Big Woods, yeah, and if you're new to the podcast, that's the uh, the book written by Laura Ingalls Wilder. I read it, or actually had it read to me by one of my teachers when I was in fifth grade, and just through different things, kind of like it popped up again, I started listening to it, or at least the audible version. So I thought this one, this chapter called Two Bears was an interesting one. So it's basically we're seeing like winter starting to end and starting to go into spring. The icicles are melting. Snow is melting. All that good stuff. Uh, Paul decides to go into town to trade the furs that he's trapped all winter. So for some reason, it doesn't explain this. He's not taking horses or a wagon or a sled or anything like that. Um, He is going to walk, right? So he has all these different furs that he's been trapping all winter long and he's ready to go trade them but he's got so many that he's carrying and he's trying to walk at such a fast pace because he's trying to do a a, a day turnaround that he's not going to carry his rifle so on the way back he sees this bear in the road and so he's going through you know he's he's it's actually back at home and he's telling the girls laura and mary the story uh, when they wake up in the morning because they go to bed and, you know, dad's not there. Everyone's a little worried. But he tells them the story about this bear that he finds in the road. And so he's he's walking down the road and he realizes there's this bear there in this clearing. And he's concerned because he doesn't want to go around it because going into the woods would, uh, you know, there's all kinds of things out there. And he can't see. It's pitch black at night. I mean, it's really late at night. He doesn't have his rifle. None of that kind of stuff. So he's like, how, what's the best way to approach this? And so he says, I'm going to run at it and I'm going to scare it and wave my hands and do all that kind of stuff to try to make, you know, scare it to, to get it to go away. And so he does that. He does that three times and it doesn't, doesn't move. It doesn't budge. The bear just sits there. And the, uh, he finally is like, okay, I'm going to have to fight this bear. So he picks up this club that's laying around and he starts running towards it, yelling, screaming, and he hits the bear and he realizes that it's just a tree stump that, you know, a burned tree stump. And the thing is, is that he was, as he's relating the story, he's like, I had it in my mind so much as I was traveling back to be careful about bears and watch out for bears that in my mind, my mind was basically playing tricks on me. And I started seeing bears, you know, in this tree here. And he describes the claws and all that kind of, you know, different things that goes on. But I think it's just a good 
reminder about how we can work ourselves up in our minds about something that isn't real. And then we can just kind of start focusing on it so much that it causes a lot of stress and a lot of uh, heartache, right? Pain, whatever it is, a lot of stress there that it's not even really real. So anyway, just uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. And it kind of goes into a lot of the things that we deal with in the preparedness community because you hear about things, you start worrying about all that kind of stuff, and then nothing really ever happens uh, with that. And, and if you've been in the preparedness community for a long time, you know that is very true. You've been through a bunch of different, you know, the world should have ended a thousand times already, right? So anyway, I uh, thought that was pretty interesting. If you're interested in Little House in the Big Woods or any of the other audiobooks that I recommend, you can go to audiopreps.com. And that's going to take you to a link on my website where I have some uh, audiobooks that that uh, I've listened to that I thought were really great. Some in the prepper community, prepper fiction, others that are just other audiobooks that I thought were really great and uh, that you might uh, uh care to care to listen to and if you're not someone who listens to audiobooks uh, you can get a free subscription to uh, audible and you get a couple of downloads there free so i have a link to that as well over at audiopreps.com all right so let's go ahead and jump into this article uh, this episode here this is one that i believe it's a very important topic and we don't really talk about it as much in the preparedness community. I know that I've brought it up before on the podcast because I believe in it. Uh, I know that uh, I've linked to articles before, but I don't think it gets as much attention as it should. So we're used to going to the dentist to get issues with our teeth fixed, uh, you know, but in a real grid down situation, a true emergency could even kill you. So let me give you a scenario. They, they give one in the article, but let me just kind of give you another one here. Um, that's not like SHTF, right? It, it can just be, it's not grid down, but the economy is terrible. The supply chain disruptions have caused basic medical supplies to just trickle into the country. Medicine like antibiotics are hard to come by and you have an infected tooth. Like, what are you going to do there? Because an infected tooth can, if it's not treated correctly, if you just let it go, can kill you, right? And I'll share a little bit of my, about one of my experiences in the past. Now, if you listen to last ep episode where I had uh, my friends from the online meetup and the exclusive email group, one of them is uh, uh, a dentist, you know, Brian kind of alter on that one. And anyway, she shared that there are shortages out there of different of different things. And so I thought that was uh, that's interesting. And so we could come to a time here where basically we're still trudging along everything is is fine but you're you're having trouble with some of these things that you would normally need and able to just kind of deal with so anyway um let's go ahead and jump into this article here i think it's a good one i hope you dig into this one it's from the organicprepper.com daisy over there uh, her website she puts out a lot of great information this is actually a guest contributor here to this one uh, on this article but it's called a prepper's guide to shtf dental care so let's go ahead and start reading imagine the s has hit the fan several years have passed and have made for trying times You've managed to survive a famine, defend yourself and your family from vicious groups of people that have threatened you. You've learned a variety of practical skills that make you indispensable to not only your group, but to your family. You've survived many difficult scenarios, earning a tough-as-nails reputation, only to be taken out by 
dental problems. While it seems like an unlikely way to die, it's certainly possible both now and especially in times of hardship that restrict your access to a dentist. It becomes all the more likely to occur. Economic ruin, inflation, sudden loss of incomes, pandemics, and even skyrocketing crime rates can hinder your access to dental professionals, which can put your health in jeopardy. SHTF can hinder garbage cleanup and overall sanitation in towns and cities, making good hygiene habits more important than ever before. As a disclaimer, the article I've written is in no way a replacement for a trip to the dentist, nor is it to be considered professional medical treatment. I am not a doctor nor a dentist. I'll be the first one always to encourage you to seek out a good dentist to get routine dental checkups and cleanings to maintain good dental health. This article is based on my own personal experiences as well as my family's experiences of maintaining good dental health when we weren't able to go to the dentist for years due to loss of income during a severe economic recession. So many folks are prepared for common emergencies such as fires or defending their homes from burglars. From what I've noticed, however, is the lack of discussion surrounding dental emergencies. This is unfortunate because this is a threat that can occur at the most unexpected of times and can happen to anyone. Whether you're living in an all-out SHTF or are suffering from your own personal financial disaster, it can strike you or your family without a moment's notice. I'll admit, if you're living during SHTF with a hungry stomach and bullets flying at you, the last thing you're going to be thinking about is, did I brush my teeth today? But nevertheless, dental care is akin to health care. It shouldn't be brushed off just as maintaining physical fitness shouldn't be scoffed at either. You'll need it at a later time. This isn't as exciting as talking about self-defense or how to survive an angry mob, but it's still just as important. Dental problems don't just stop with a bad toothache. They can contribute to other problems with your overall health as well. A number of credible studies have shown a direct correlation between poor dental health and other diseases such as chronic inflammation, rheumatoid arthritis, weakened immune systems, Parkinson's disease, stroke, and heart disease, greatly increasing your likelihood of developing at least one of them. So it's not going to pay to eat healthy and exercise unless you're taking care of your mouth as well. A buildup of bad bacteria can contribute to poor health. Poor health can not only make you feel sick and ache constantly, but it'll hinder your quality of life and your chances of survival. Tooth infections can kill you in a matter of weeks if left untreated. My own family knew this, but due to a recession combined with job losses and difficulty finding new jobs at at the time, we couldn't go to the dentist for years while we lived off-grid. So, how did we make it for all of those years without professional care available and on a very limited budget? without losing all of our teeth or experienced tooth and gum pain? Well, it was prevention. If you are able to, I highly recommend going to the dentist on a routine basis. Your dentist will be able to help you prevent a majority of dental problems from becoming worse or affecting other areas of the body. He or she will be able to nip problems in the bud before they become exasperated or, worse yet, develop into full-blown emergency situations. If SHTF occurs suddenly, you wouldn't want to enter into it with the additional stress of painful tooth and gum problems, because at that point, who knows when you'll be able to see a dentist again. It could be years or even a decade, so be sure to make regular appointments while times are still good to maintain your dental health. When I was a small child, my family stressed the importance of taking care of my teeth properly to avoid future pain and decay. 
during our own personal financial disaster, they insisted that instead of just twice a day, I should clean my teeth and mouth after every meal and very thoroughly too. To us, dental care was just as important as washing our hands and keeping clean. We had abided by routines to prevent these problems so that we didn't have unnecessary dental expenses and costly bills. Sometimes we had to get creative and make our own toothpaste when money was really tight. I remember my grandmother would use baking soda with water to form a paste to clean her teeth. It worked for her and it worked for us too. This is also an alternative to those who choose to omit fluoride from their routine. So here's a homemade toothpaste recipe. It's one third cup of coconut oil. It contains antimicrobial properties, three tablespoons of baking soda, and this is optional. You can add a few drops of peppermint or spearmint essential oil. So stir this mixture together and store it in a container at room temperature. This makes a cheap, natural, and effective anti-plaque and whitening toothpaste. A cheap jar of coconut oil bought on sale and a box of baking soda can last for quite a while. The baking soda will eradicate any plaque that tries to cling to your teeth. This will also brighten your tooth enamel to a natural white color. Make sure to brush your teeth at least twice a day for approximately 3 minutes each time can help minimize tooth decay, of course. You can opt to brush after each meal. You should wait at least 30 minutes to an hour after your meal to brush your teeth, or you could risk slowly eroding some of your enamel away. I've never heard of that one before, but that's interesting, right? So I suggest two types of toothpaste for the job, an anti-plaque toothpaste as well as an enamel repair toothpaste. You can use the enamel repair one in the morning and the anti-plaque toothpaste in the evening. Rather than just sticking to one type, this prevents plaque and tartar buildup while maintaining strong tooth enamel through remineralization as well as preventing pains due to sensitivity. So that's a good idea there. Never really thought of using two different ones, but uh, I know my wife uses one and I use a different one just because of uh, preference there. But that would be a good idea to switch out there. So cleaning your toothbrush. So plaque bacteria and other germs can still linger on your rinsed toothbrush and cup. Like dirty dishes, your toothbrush needs to be cleaned each day. Otherwise, you'll just reintroduce harmful germs back into your mouth. You can take hydrogen peroxide, the kind that says 3% and can be used as an oral debriding agent. More on that soon. Fill half the cup with peroxide and dilute it with an equal half of water. Place the toothbrush in it to disinfect both the cup and the brush. Let this soak for a few minutes. You can empty this later and rinse with water. This offers a safe and inexpensive solution to disinfect. If you don't have a peroxide available, you can use a drop of dish soap to clean your toothbrush. Just be sure to run it underwater for at least 20 seconds to wash away the germs. What about mouthwash? So as for mouthwash, be careful what brand you get if you buy it at the store. Some can do more harm than good, such as stripping away your tooth enamel, which leads to pain and sensitivity, as well as destroying the natural good bacteria in your mouth. Choose a reputable brand of either regular or natural mouthwash based on what's best for you and your dental situation. I wouldn't recommend any that are made in China. Some of these contain pretty questionable chemicals and lack quality control. Natural mouthwashes can be effective and frugal solutions if properly prepared. Mouthwash should be used last after flossing and brushing. Here are a few of my favorite homemade mouthwash recipes that my family and I used during difficult times. So I'm going to give you four different ones here, or there's four in this article. 
And uh, let me go ahead and, and read them to you here. Recipe number one is one cup of water, three teaspoons of baking soda, and then it's optional to add a few drops of peppermint or spearmint essential oil. So stir this solution around with a spoon vigorously. Pour a small amount, about the size of a shot glass, into a cup. Swish around your mouth for 30 seconds and spit out. So recipe number two is one cup of water, two to three tablespoons of apple cider vinegar. Simply mix together and pour a small amount into a cup. Swish around for 30 seconds and spit out. You do not want to add more apple cider vinegar than I recommend as too much will be very acidic. Number three, and this one is best for sore gums. Have one cup of warm water, two tablespoons of sage, preferably ground, one tablespoon of salt, and then you can use raw honey as an optional ingredient. So mix together and swish around your mouth for a few minutes. It'll help reduce swelling of the gums and soothe any sores. This works nicely for any wisdom teeth that are coming in as well. All right, and so this is the last recipe, and this one says it's not for regular use, and she explains it here in just a minute. So this recipe is one tablespoon for of 3% hydrogen peroxide for oral use, and then one tablespoon of water. So you mix together the solution and swish around your mouth for 30 seconds. This should be used after each meal and no longer than a week. This will disinfect your mouth and can act as a deep cleaning agent. As a bonus, it can remove plaque, tartar, and stubborn calculus from your enamel while whitening your teeth. Do not use it longer than a week. Be sure to dilute it properly and do not swallow it. This is something that should only be used every once in a while, such as every other month. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about floss next. (laughs) I'd also like to add, despite the most recent controversies stating it's no longer necessary to floss your teeth, please do not ditch this practice. Flossing gets out pieces of food that are wedged between your teeth that brushing and rinsing might not be able to dislodge. When you have bits of food stuck between your teeth, it can cause your teeth to try to accommodate it by trying to make room. This is not this not only leaves gaps, but can help force teeth to shift and crowd into each other, which can be painful. Neglecting flossing can cause bleeding gums and lead to gingivitis. Whether you use conventional floss or a water floss, be sure to floss at least once a day. Don't forget to use a tongue scraper. It doesn't pay to clean your mouth if you ignore your tongue, which also harbors food and bad bacteria. All right, so the last couple of times I went to my dentist for uh, for a cleaning, they started putting putting these little floss sticks inside. And so basically it's like uh, a little bit longer than, a, if I'm explaining it, a little bit longer than a toothpick. It has a cap on it. And I think like Oral-B, they like used Oral-B, but there was other you know, gener- uh, generic versions of it when I went to the store. Um, but anyway, they come in different sizes depending on the gaps in your teeth. And really the focus is, is to get that, area where your where the gap is meeting you know like the gums and so it's able to get right in there and push any food out and it works really really well the thing i like about this is the tip has like i don't know like a little fuzzy tip or whatever right uh and then but you're able to to bend it so in order to get back to your like really back teeth there you're able to to bend the tip so that you're able to reach it pretty easily so I really like those. You, again, they're different sizes depending on the gap. So you really need to get the right one uh, because you don't want to force it in there. Uh, but they work really, really well. And so uh, you can you can look into those if you uh, 
if you're not familiar with those or maybe your dentist hasn't given you any, maybe they just give you the regular old, you know, pack of floss or whatever. All right. So uh, next up is dental nutrition. Dental care isn't just about keeping your mouth clean. It's about giving your body what it needs to maintain the health of your teeth, blood vessels, and gums. This means providing necessary nutrition through your diet via food or supplements. A multivitamin is a good start to your day. Some important vitamins and minerals I'd especially recommend for dental health and your general health would be vitamins, vitamin C, zinc, vitamin D, and calcium. Vitamin C is excellent for your gum health. Zinc heals on a cellular level and can help heal wounds, including mouth sores faster. Vitamin D and calcium is a must-have for strong teeth and bones. Without these, you'll be prone to scurvy, shifting teeth, bleeding, and sore gums, gum disease, reduced healing, weakened teeth, and other potentially serious consequences. So I'm a big believer in vitamins and supplements. I know that I've shared that out before in the past. However, I know that some vitamins you can take too much of, and it would be a really great idea to get with a doctor who would do like a full workup of your blood if you're if you're going to do this. Because you can have, you know, some of these like vitamin C, if you take too much of it, you're going to pee it out. Vitamin D, you need a lot of it. And I, th- and I would say that if you're not, and again, I'm not a doctor, I'm not giving you advice, just something to think about. If uh, you're not outside all the time getting, getting the, the natural vitamin D, you know, through the sun, a lot of people, if you work in an office, you know, you, you work inside all that or, you know, whatever, you're going to be lacking in vitamin D. I've heard different things about zinc. You can take too much zinc and too much zinc can hurt your eyes. So you got to be careful with that. And calcium, there's some people that you just, you know, your body's making a lot of calcium uh, and, and things like that, you know, especially if you have kidney stones and, and other things like that. So going to a doctor and your, your regular general practitioner is probably not going to do this. A lot of the times when they check for something, they just target that one thing. And this might cost a little bit more money, but maybe like going to a wellness doctor who is able to look at everything and, you know, look at, look at all your blood. You know, they might, they might take like five or six, uh, you know, vials of blood from you, but they'll be able to do a better workup of what, what you're truly lacking. And so I'm a big believer in that. And, uh, if that's something that you can afford and you can do, that might be worth it. But, uh, be, be careful there where you, when you're dealing with the vitamins and the supplements, you know, know which ones are water soluble that, you know, you're going to, you're going to pee out and the other ones that will build up in your system. You want to be careful there. All right. So uh, next up is home remedies for toothaches and gum problems. So disclaimer, this is not a substitute for regular dental care, nor is it medical advice. Following are some ways that have traditionally been used for home support. So nobody's perfect. Sometimes we can try our hardest to prepare and prevent, but bad luck will strike anyway. I've included a list of home remedies that can help for when it does. I had a friend, a pastor friend of mine, who he just, it was, I don't know, it was like a genetic thing. He had bad teeth and he was always getting his teeth worked on. And it doesn't, it didn't matter how good he took care of his teeth. He, it was just one of those things. So, you know, you can always deal with this depending on, you know, where you're coming from. So it doesn't, again, like, uh, I'm just stressing what she said here. It doesn't matter how well you take care of your teeth. You might always be dealing with stuff. But anyway, here's some things that you can, you can do home remedies. So the first one is salt water. 
If you're experiencing toothache or gum pain, be sure to swish and rinse your mouth with a warm salt water solution. Add a tablespoon of salt to eight ounces of heated water. Stir until thoroughly dissolved. Swish in your mouth for at least a minute. Use 3% one part hydrogen peroxide, one part water solution for even stronger disinfection. You can always use an ice pack. So pressing an ice pack or a cold compress against your cheek can help reduce swelling and pain. What about honey? I've found that this is best for reducing gum swelling and pain. Pour some on a teaspoon and let it, let it in your mouth for 10 to 15 minutes or longer. Honey has natural healing antimicrobial properties. It can kill germs and quell pain. Raw honey works the best. Honey is one of those pretty amazing uh, products that, that that's out there in, in the world that God has given us. Um, I don't specifically know what she means by put some on a teaspoon and let it in your mouth. Um, I guess just kind of like holding it there, you know, I guess measuring out a teaspoon, that might be the best thing. Just kind of keeping it over wherever you're feeling the pain. So I think that's a, that's a, a good one. I've never really heard of that one before. The next one is garlic. So whether you have garlic powder, fresh garlic, or crushed garlic tablets, it's great to use to help combat potential infections. It has natural antibiotic and antiviral properties. Okay, so with the garlic, if you have bad reflux, just be careful with that. Like if you're starting to take, you know, supplements, garlic supplements there, you know, just uh, just FYI on that one. Um Clove essential oil, I haven't personally used this yet, but it was recommended by friends who swear by it. They say it's a great way to stop tooth pain and infections. Before using essential oil, it must be added to a carrier oil like coconut oil to dilute it. The proper ratio that's recommended is 10 to 15 drops of clove oil per one ounce of carrier oil of your choosing. So clove oil, I've known this one for a very long time. It's one of the ones that Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy have always mentioned. It's in their book. And uh, I just I just remember that from uh, reading their articles about dental hygiene and, and taking care of your teeth. So clove essential oil is probably one that you want to uh, to keep. I kind of uh, I've never used it myself, but I imagine it's kind of like that oral B or uh, oral gel. I guess that's what it is. You know, like the baby oral gel when they're teething. Um, maybe that might that might help out there. Next up is uh, enamel repair toothpaste. So this can be pricey if you don't get them on sale. This will help stop tooth pain that's due to temperature sensitivities and weak enamel. So I will say uh, I have a little bit of experience with this one. I had a cavity that was kind of close to my uh, to my root. It wasn't close enough to, to require a root canal, but it was a cavity that needed to be filled. Well, after it, I felt some sensitivity. And so the doctor was like, hey, use the enamel repair toothpaste. I can't read Sensodyne. I think that's what it is, Sensodyne. Uh, and so I used that one for a while. It took a little bit of time, but it did heal up. And so it stopped, uh, it stopped being sensitive. And I go to the, I go get my checkups, you know, twice a, a year. I think it's just smart. And so, uh, you know, I'm always keeping a, a lookout on that one there. So, uh, definitely use the, um, enamel repair toothpaste if you can. Another one is a tea bag. So while peppermint tea bags work the best, green or black tea can help reduce swelling and inflammation. Just apply a warm tea bag to the affected tooth and leave it there for a while. Another one is vanilla extract. I've never heard of this one either. So I've personally never tried this, but my family members have have and said that applying vanilla extract to the tooth and gum helped stop the pain. Number nine, over-the-counter pain relievers. While not a natural solution, ibuprofen, aspirin, and acetaminophen can help reduce swelling and pain. 
And then natural pain relievers. If you're looking for a more natural solution, I found that white willow bark tea, sage, and thyme tea, as well as calcium supplements can really help reduce pain. I'd recommend calcium citrate, but I've already taken antacids with calcium carbonate in addition to ibuprofen to stop severe pains due to other injuries. So everyone is different and some solutions that may work great for other people might not work the best for you. The important part is trying to stop pain, irritation, swollen gums, or potential infection before it becomes worse. So pain shouldn't be ignored. It's your body's way of letting you know that something is wrong. It's best to try remedies immediately at the first sign of discomfort. Do not procrastinate. It's best to catch this early and try to stop it before it turns into something much more severe. If you try the listed remedies and aren't seeing relief and are experiencing symptoms such as swollen face, swollen neck, severe throbbing, tooth pain, tooth tooth pain that spreads to other areas, bad taste and smell, you need to see a dentist because you have an infection. This can spread to other areas of your body and cause difficulty breathing. Head to an emergency room or dentist immediately. So having a stock of necessary dental supplies as well as dental emergency kit is always a good idea. This doesn't have to be some expensive venture. You can acquire a pretty decent stockpile by buying items on sale, purchasing items in bulk, and using coupons or store discounts. I always stuck stock up on toothpaste, toothbrushes, floss, tongue scrapers, mouthwash, hydrogen peroxide, raw honey, coconut oil, baking soda, and apple cider vinegar, a very versatile product. You can order stainless steel dental kits online. These are great tools for inspecting all areas of your mouth, scraping plaque from your teeth, and checking below the gum line for plaque growth and to prevent decay. These instruments can be easily cleaned and sterilized for repeated use. You should make a habit of doing your own checkup once a month to catch any problems early. Emergency dental kits are always great to have on hand. You can buy pre-made kits or make ones for yourself. Here's a list of important items to include in your kit. Tea bags, clove essential oils, sage powder for sore gums, salt, thyme, which can reduce toothache while cleaning mouth, raw honey, vanilla extract with alcohol, dental dressing or gauze, hydrogen peroxide, the 3% kind that can be used as an oral debriding agent. It must be diluted with one part peroxide, one part water. Gloves, over-the-counter pain relievers, dental mirrors, plaque removers, headlamp or good flashlight, oral anesthetic gel, a tooth saver to properly store a knocked-out tooth until you're able to get to a dentist, tweezers, temporary cavity fillings, waterproof case, antibiotics, like amoxicillin is a must-have for most tooth infections. You can purchase fish mocks at online pet stores. This is great to have if you're in the most severe type of SHTF where there are no medical professionals to help you. Adhere to the proper dosage for a human. And then garlic. It's great for infected gums and has natural antibiotic properties. Use large doses of garlic in conjunction with amoxicillin to kick an infection's butt. You may also want to stock up on cheap, soft foods such as applesauces, puddings, cream soups, pancake mix, instant mashed potatoes, and grits, as well as use a food chopper to prepare less chewy meals. Soft foods will be a godsend if you're suffering from tooth and gum pain, not to mention other ailments such as tonsillitis. When you're bugging in during SHTF, planning a bug out bag or an inch bag or a professional medical emergency kit, emergency dental kits should always be included in your plans. It may come in handy when you need it the most. 
So guys, if you're looking for, you know, of course you can make your own. If you're looking for one that maybe Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy put together, they they have those available as well. So dental kits over at their website, doomandbloom.net. So what do you think? By following a thorough dental routine, we were able to avoid cavities, tartar, calculus, tooth loss, gum disease, infections, and yellow unhealthy teeth during hard times for years. In the long run, it saved us costly dental bills, unnecessary pain, and stress, and it can do so when SHTF. All right, guys, that is it for this article. It's over at The Organic Prepper. Like always, I'm going to go ahead and link to it. So I wanted to share a little bit of, my, of one of my experiences. Um, there was a time there when when we I wasn't going to the dentist. Like early on in the marriage, there was times where I just wasn't going. So like I had, my, my mom would always take us to the dentist. We would always get our checkups and we would always do that. I had braces. I had all that kind of stuff and then got married and then just kind of neglected it for a long time. Um, there was a time where we were me- having a meeting at a Mexican restaurant. I bit into a... Uh, tortilla chip and you know one of my teeth uh, just cracked right so I needed to have a, a root canal there a little bit later on it, I had to I get a bridge you know so I'm like, it's like a, this old person with a bridge and all the different kinds of things and uh, just started taking uh, you know the dental care just a little bit more seriously and going to the dentist every uh, every you know every year, two times a year for my dental cleanups and or checkups and, um, and the deep cleanings or the cleanings or whatever. And, um, I've had great teeth since then, you know, just keeping, keeping up with it. And the doctor is taking, uh, or the dentist is taking, uh, x-rays or letting, you know, Hey, I see this or I see that, you know, your gums are a little inflamed. You got to do better here. You got to do better there different advices, you know, on, on toothbrush and toothpaste and floss sticks and all the other different things that are out there. So I highly recommend it. I wanted to tell about one of my experiences. So in between this time, uh, I had a tooth that was infected. And so I had a lot of pain. I didn't realize it was infected. Had a lot of pain. Uh, Sometimes allergies can, uh, like you can feel it in your teeth. I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but I guess here in in the Houston area, I mean, it's it's something that uh, I've experienced quite a bit. So whenever I start feeling pain in a tooth, I'm like, okay, I'm paying attention to it. But if it goes away with a little bit of, you know, allergy medicine, I know, I know it's allergies. But anyway, so there was this one time where uh, I was feeling some tooth pain. It wasn't going away, wasn't going away. It was getting worse and worse and worse. And uh, so finally went and like, yeah, the, the doctor's like, you have a bad infection, man. You have an abscess tooth and we need to really, we need to really deal with this. All right. So he gave me some antibiotics. He says, I, I want you to take this antibiotic and uh, we need to get the infection down. And I want you to take this. He gave me this other, this mouthwash that was like antibacterial, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. I was supposed to rinse with it. It was a, it was nasty though. It was like a metallic tasting, but I did it because I was in so much pain. I wanted to, the pain to go away. So uh, finally went, uh, you know, went through the course of the antibiotics and went to my follow-up so that he could start doing the work on it. But I was still feeling a little bit of the pain. And he's like, the infection is still there. Like the antibiotic did not, did not touch it. And he's like, I'm going to, and it was a, it was a strong antibiotic. It was a Z pack. And he's like, I'm going to give you another one. But if this one doesn't work, I'm going to, I mean, you're going to have to go to the hospital and get like an IV or antibiotic because this is, you know, it's going to get pretty severe here for you real soon. And so I went to the pharmacy again to 
to get that that second Z pack. And as I'm sitting there, you know, I just so happened to start talking with the with the pharmacist. And I said, man, yeah, I don't know what's going on. You know, I, I take my vitamins, I do all that stuff, and I'm still feeling this. And he goes, are you taking your vitamins with the antibiotic? And I said, yes, I am. He goes, stop taking your vitamins right now while you take an antibiotic. Vitamins absorb the antibiotic. And so sure enough, I didn't take, uh, when I started the second round, that Z-Pack, I stopped taking the vitamins and the Z-Pack worked. I've shared that information. The p- doctors don't share that information with you or they don't know it. I've shared that information with many people throughout the years. I've even mentioned it on this uh, podcast before uh, a couple of different times and people just don't realize it. So if you're taking an antibiotic for whatever reason and you're taking vitamins, hold off on the vitamins, get through the antibiotic and then start taking the vitamins after that because you you want that antibiotic to fight the infection. If it's truly an infection, right? You want that. So the infection went away. He was able to do the work that needed to be done. I didn't need to go to the hospital and get an IV and all that good stuff. So anyway, that's one of my things that I remember that I took away from that. I've helped a lot of people throughout the years, you know, teachers that I have worked with that they're like, you could tell, I mean, they're coming to work. They feel horrible. I mean, you know, they're like, I'm on my second round of antibiotics. And I always like when someone says that, that always triggers, Hey, are you taking vitamins and it's like yes i am like stop taking the vitamins for for right now you know so that you can get past this and it always works or if someone's really sick and they're gonna get an antibiotic i'm like hey if you're taking vitamins right now stop the vitamins while you take your antibiotic it always seems to help and uh it always comes true there so just a little bit of advice there that i have learned that has really helped me out throughout the years if you're taking an antibiotic for an infection in your tooth or you're taking antibiotics for any reason reason uh, f- uh whatsoever you just want to hold off on the on the uh the antibiotics or on, on the vitamins if you're taking antibiotics the other thing is I, again i want to stress i believe this is an important thing especially as we're getting to the point where i think anything that we can do to prevent going to the doctor right going to the doctor going to the dentist all that kind of stuff keep our bodies healthy do what we need to do to be healthy i think that's smart especially as we're going into this crazy future where we see you know disruptions and we see prices going up and we see all these different kinds of things happening what you can do a little bit of prevention all the way around helps tremendously. And that goes for like, you know, changing the oil in your car and doing things around the house that, you know, that are just preventative maintenance that will save you from a big bill later on down the road. So uh, just something to consider there. Well, guys, that's it for episode 773. Like I said, I'm going to link to this article in the show notes and go check it out. There's always great links over at theorganicprepper.com. If you found this episode valuable, I'd really appreciate a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you haven't subscribed, maybe this is your first episode that you've ever listened to, make sure you click the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. And that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And if you would like to support Ready Your Future, you can visit readyyourfuture.com forward slash support or check the link in the show notes. And then lastly, don't forget to join the email list if you haven't. When you do, I'm going to send you my blackout checklist to know what you should do before, during, and after the lights go out. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next time, live with no regrets and stay prepped and aware. Peace.